This week on Matt and Quinn Watch a Thing, Matt and Quinn Watch a Thing. And don't forget, the Muppet Question of the Week. This long. Oh. <laughs> Quinn was just telling me about a sandwich she ate for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you started? I didn't know you started. No, I did it on purpose. Hi, this is Matt. And this is Quinn! And you're listening to Matt and Quinn Watch a Thing. It's a podcast we do where we watch something, we talk about it a little bit. Make sure you check out the first episode if you haven't already. Yeah, and then uh, smash that like button and uh, follow so you get all the updates. And uh, Quinn, uh, was that sandwich he was talking about, that's now available in our merch store. So In our merch store. In our merch store. So the first person to order that can finish eating that sandwich. And uh, you just heard how big it was. It was huge. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Quinn, last time on the podcast, we talked about Titanic. And, yeah. uh, you know, unfortunately, if anyone wanted to share any of their thoughts with us, we didn't have an email address at the time. But you're not going to believe this. We received an actual piece of mail. So I'm going to um, open this up. And pull the letter out here. And I'm going to let you uh, read the letter we got. I haven't looked at this yet, uh, but it was addressed to the podcast. Um, and uh, nobody's name was on the uh, the return address. <laughs> it just said Canada. So, uh, Quinn, if Canada? You want, yeah. So if you want to open that letter and let's see what someone said about the podcast. This is pretty exciting. Okay. Dear Quinn and Matt. Bonjour. Ooh, bonjour. It's fancy. I listened to your podcast and was deeply hurt that you did not mention my Oscar-winning song, My Heart Will Go On. Did you not know that your own U.S. government is considering making it the new national anthem? It is that (laughs) beloved. It is that beloved. For shame, I spit on your podcast. All my hate, Celine Dion. Are you, can I see that? Yeah. Celine Dion at the very end. Do you know who Celine Dion is? No idea. She's a very famous singer, and she did sing My Heart Will Go On from the movie Titanic. And she's right. We didn't talk about it at all. Um, Mainly because um, that song was everywhere when I was a kid, and I hate it. Um, (laughs) But uh, Celine Dion, clearly uh, angry that we did not discuss My Heart Will Go On. Uh, my heart goes out to Celine. We are not going to discuss it in this episode either. Um, but I do thank you for writing. <laughs> um, but we have an easier way to get in contact with us now, don't we? Don't write mail to us. You don't have to write mail to us. Um, instead, what can you do, Quinn? Okay, uh, you can email us. You can send us an email. Our email address is heymattandq at gmail.com. So if you have any comments, if you would like to, I don't know. Come up with a Muppet question. Yeah, if you have a Muppet question, you can send it to us. If you want to answer one of our Muppet questions. We might consider putting one on or. Well, now we did not discuss that. Or or sharing some of the answers for the Oh, yeah, we could do that. Wow, Quinn really wants to get you guys involved. Uh, We'll talk about this off a mic. Uh, But yeah, you can write to us at Hey, Matt and Q. That's hey as in hey guys, not hey as in what horses consume. Lower, lowercase. It's all lowercase. Yeah, it's all lowercase. Hey, Matt and Q at gmail.com. Send us some email. We might read it on the air if Quinn gets her way. Yes. Uh, but we very well uh, may not. 
another thing I wanted to say up at the uh, beginning here of the podcast before we move into the thing we watched was uh, last week at the end we gave you a clue as to what we were going to be watching this week. Spoiler alert, we didn't watch that. <laughs> uh, in honor of the new football season starting, I called an audible. Uh, I made uh, uh, I chose something different because it's my week to choose. And uh, so we're no longer going to be giving clues at the end of each episode um, to let you guess um, what we're going to talk about. Uh, Quinn, how do you feel about that? What do you mean? Are you okay that we're not going to give people clues, yeah, let people not know? Care. You not care? Me not care. <laughs> okay. My dad likes to ask me who taught me English. And Question. Who did teach you English? I don't know. You know, <laughs> uh, well, you learned it from watching me, so uh, yes! uh, me failed you some somehow. Well, Quinn, uh, today um, my um, choice for what we were going to watch uh, were, uh, was an old show... Uh, called um, called Spider Man and His Amazing Friends, and before you say anything, I, I chose this for two reasons. One, I'm going to get into. I'm going to tell a little story in a minute, so I'm going to have you just sit back and uh, relax, like, I'm doing. like you're doing right now, and just listen to my tale. But the other reason is, I think I do a pretty good impression of the uh, guy, like the announcer of the show. I uh, like the show when it starts. You know, it shows Spider Man and his amazing friends as the title suggests, uh, doing all kinds of amazing things, but he introduces them in such a, um, such a, um, bombastic way. Uh, I think I do a pretty good impression. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. Yes, that's how it's here. First he clears his throat into the microphone. <laughs> and then he says, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And let's just pause so the people at home can clap. Please, please. Did you want to give it a try? It sounds like you want to give it a try. No, I don't. Come on. Spider. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, and please, everyone, stop applauding. And. Spider. No, no, you've missed your chance. It's passed. And he's amazing. So the guy whispers real quiet. Yes. Spider man and his amazing friends. <laughs> Anyway, uh, when I was growing up, Quinn, um, and my relatives would buy me Christmas presents, they always bought me baseball cards. I don't like baseball. I don't know why they were under the the impression that I like baseball. But I... Like (laughs) baloney. Like baloney, I find baseball pretty boring. Except... (laughs) If you can get some thick cut bologna, right, and you and you um you uh, baste it with some with some barbecue sauce, all right, then you throw it on a hot grill, okay, you grill it up, and then you flip it, you baste that other side, you just paint that barbecue sauce on, right, then you flip it, then you paint more barbecue sauce, barbecue sauce, so barbecue you're gonna, sauce so you're on. Going to- keep brushing it with you're just gonna keep on painting you're gonna keep that, painting it yeah. until it burns well no it's gonna get it's gonna get a little you're gonna get those grill, you're gonna get the yeah because there's some sugar in that barbecue sauce you're gonna get some good grill marks on that on that uh bologna like the hickory and, and you're gonna get a shout real out. tasty treat who did you just shout out nothing <laughs> um that bologna is pretty exciting 
Um, baseball, not so exciting. But I wanted to say the weirdest, the weirdest baseball-related present I ever got were was were these big um, baseball cards that had these little plastic records on the back, and then it came with a little a little like player, and you would you would fit this big baseball card on a player, and then push the play button, and, and you would hear something like um, like this. So that's basically you just hear. So I would hear this guy shouting, "The Giants win the pennant!" The Gi-. and I, you know, I didn't know what it was, and I didn't care. And and but apparently it was a big deal. And uh, so that's every year. But then one year, my aunt started getting me videotapes from the toy store, and those videotapes contained, I think, I think one or two episodes. It might have been one episode. What a ripoff. An episode of Spider-Man and his amazing friends. So today we watched two episodes of Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And um, ironically, not ironically, that's the wrong word to choose. Uh, just call me Alanis Morissette. Um, what? We watched two episodes of Spider-Man and his amazing friends that I did not have videotapes for. In fact, I can't remember which episode she got me, but... Those were much more appreciated than the baseball cards, even those super cool uh, baseball cards that had little records on the back. Hey, if you remember those, uh, write to me at heymattandq at gmail.com. It's Q, not Quinn, because Dad decided to put his name, his full name, in my Q. But... Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so we watched two episodes today, and Quinn, um, we're each going to talk about one, and then I thought at the end we could say which one we liked better. But we'll, you know, we'll talk about the plot, and then we'll say what we liked and what we didn't like. And I just want to come out right here at the top and say it's really easy to make fun of old cartoons yes, because they're they're badly written and the animation's bad. And I know there's tons of podcasts of people just like making fun of stuff, you know, and that's, we're going to, we're going to, no, no, we're going to absolutely do that. That's what we're here to do as well. So we're just going to do what everyone else does. We're just going to pile on. Um, the one thing I like though, about watching these, um, Spider-Man is amazing for any of these old Marvel cartoons is because it's like listening to an MF doom album. He uses a lot of, um, samples. He samples a lot from these old Marvel cartoons. Um, which I think is pretty cool. So you can hear little moments. In fact, there was a moment in the one I'm going to talk about. Well, God bless you this day. That's how we. That's what we say to people in our house when they sneeze. We say God bless you this day. We just want to show how, you know, how much we care. All right. <laughs> so we watched two episodes. We watched um, uh, an episode called Swarm, and Quinn's going to talk about what happened in the episode Swarm. Give us a short description, and then we'll kind of talk about it. Well, in Swarm, it's about a, me- a like a blue meteor power thing that uh, falls to Earth, and it kind of uh, it makes a bunch of bees turn into one big bee, but it's still just a bunch of small bees, and it has blue eyes. It when it zaps someone, they turn into someone who um like is a bee person, so they. Um, a quick 
quick question. Does this being made up of several bees have a name? And does he say that name constantly? Yes. His <laughs> name is Swarm and one of the Wait, only... Wait, are you sure? Swarm, yeah. Because one of the... Because only... they only said it <laughs> 75 times. <laughs> and, like, and one of the only words he says is Swarm. He says Attack. Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, attack is attack another and, um, The sentence, everyone will work for Swarm. Yeah, and the sentence, everyone will work for Swarm. <laughs> and he can say those individually, too, because he says, everyone... That's right. So, yeah, at one can, point. We can, we, can, um, we can guess that he can also say those words yeah. by themselves. <laughs> and... Will! <laughs> will! <laughs> and then, um, so Spider-Man, Firestar, and Iceman defeat... Or defeat the bee, but actually they go into the huge a hive that has been turned into like a huge house for all the bee people, and then they find the blue meteor, which is the power source of everything. So they take the power source, they go back to the like science place they were in before, and they put it on a rocket and they send it back to um um. Up there. Uh, yeah, up, up there. Outside. Outside in air. Out, <laughs> outer space. Uh, yeah, outer, <laughs> outer space. And as it gets farther, you will see the, um, the, uh, um, it won't be, um, as, um, it, he won't be a bee person anymore. And that's Swarm. That's a great description of what happens in, uh, in Swarm. Um, what did you think of this episode? Weird. <laughs> what was weird about it? Well, so I... I don't disagree, but... You may go to your notes if you'd like. We both took notes this week. Quinn will be reading from her own notes, not mine. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah, please. Well, in it, it's... Um, well, they one of the bee... The swarm does the blue um, thing and... He does the blue thing, okay. The blue thing and tries to hit people. Well, Dad... Yes. They don't run. Can people not run? Uh, I think if you watched carefully, uh, they there's a there's a moment where it's in it's inferred that people have forgotten how to run. No, I agree. Uh, and also, I have another question. For yes. You. When um when Iceman makes an ice wall. Yes. Can bees see? <laughs> that now that is a legitimate question to save himself at one point. Iceman makes an ice wall, and rather than fly around it, the bees suddenly just hit it, just run into it, and I guess die. Yeah, they die because they fall to the. I don't know. Those are two excellent points. Thank I, you. I um, I have a question as well. Um, uh, it actually, I'm going to take us away from Swarm and the bees for a minute. But those, your questions were excellent. When when Swarm kind of comes into being, Spidey and his college classmates are all on a field trip at the big telescope, and when uh, when they realize something uh, might be amiss, in fact, it, you could argue that it's Firestar's fault, correct? It is. She goes up. There's the oh, when yeah. the blue thing when the blue meteor is falling, it's gonna it's in the path of a uh, of a um, airplane airplane, and she has them change course. So instead of killing hundreds of people on a plane, uh, instead it, it crashes to Earth at a farm and then turns. So, I mean, I guess what she did was all right. But anyway, when they want to check it out, 
you know, Firestar can turn herself into Firestar. She just uses her powers. Spider-Man needs to go home and get and grab his, and grab his spider suit, which is being cleaned in a pot <laughs> of water. In a pot of water, not in the Wait. sink, not 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 a washing not machine, soap, not, not with soap, with anything. not in the bathtub. It's just a pot of water. <laughs> it's in a it's in a pot of water on top of a computer console. Yes, because their apartment that he shares with Firestar and Iceman is full of computers and all kinds of technological advances. But he washes his spider suit in a pot full of water. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, what, whatever. Maybe it's too, maybe it was too difficult to animate a washing machine. So. Uh, but I do. But one thing Swarm says at one point is he says that individual thought breeds chaos. He wants everybody to be of one hive mind. And that's why uh, I'm announcing, we don't like to get political on this podcast, yes. but I'm announcing that I will be voting for Swarm for president uh, <laughs> for this election. So Swarm 2020. Um, well, we watched another. Was there anything else you wanted to say about Swarm? Oh, d- more notes. Yeah, go ahead. Now's the time. Well, then I'll tell you also, my. Well, at one point, um, Firestar and um, Iceman turn into like the bee creatures. Oh, that's right. They actually and, get turned into bees. Well, um, Iceman decides he's gonna make one of those loop de loop things that you do on roller coasters. Of course. And. There's a hole in the top of the car because of one of my other things. It says, well, um, well, Spider-Man. You got ahead of yourself. Yeah, Spider-Man yeah, gets knocked Spider-Man, out of the, of the sky. Yeah, Spider-Man gets knocked out of the sky because he was hanging on to a bee with his spider thingamajigs. Well, it's called a web. <laughs> his webs. and um, I've never been more disappointed. And he falls <laughs> and lands right in a car. He does. And Which makes a hole in the roof. Right. And he immediately starts, starts the car. driving. <laughs> well, then Iceman makes a the The loop, yeah. The loop. And Spider Man goes upside down. Well there's a hole right over him. Did he either have a seatbelt on? Cause he had no seatbelt <laughs> on. Cause if he didn't have a seatbelt on seatbelt on well, how did he? How did he not fall out of the car? Well, Quinn, I'd like to point you to a simple science experiment you can do at home. And everybody, if you want to go grab these, if you want to pause the podcast and grab the following items, get a bucket like you would take to the beach to make a sandcastle. Fill that up with water, and then un, when you when you got that, come on back, unpause. Hi, welcome back. Now go out in your backyard, or or heck, stand in your living room, or uh, or at the kitchen table, and just start swinging that bucket around. That water, you're swinging it fast enough, that water is not going to fly out of the bucket. It's not. But here's where I agree with you. I, it's, it's, it's some kind of science th- science-y but thing. But he's going so slow. That's the point. He's going so slow, he would have never made it through that loop. Yeah. Uh, it's Sonic the, it's, that's the kind of thing Sonic the Hedgehog does without even thinking about it. Yeah. Spider-Man, yes. My only, question, my, my only uh, guess is that he did, in fact, put on his seatbelt. Okay. <laughs> He fell Spider-Man. through the car, started it immediately. I don't know. It's one dumb. One more thing. Yeah, go ahead. One more thing that I have is, Please. well, they took fake antennas and fake eyes. And yes. They put them on, and then they went in. So we saw Spider-Man. Spider-Man was just on a wall. <laughs> and for some reason, Spider-Man decides he's going to take off his fake antennas and his fake eyes. So it makes him look like he's Spider-Man. Right. So they, they, he immediately gives them all away. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. So, 
my final assessment of this episode, if you were to ask me if I liked it, I do not. I, in fact, this is the second time I've watched it. Yeah, me too. It feels like it is seven hours long to me. It, it is, is so long. For all the things... It, now, how long is it, though? We look. It's only 25 minutes. 25 minutes. For all the crazy stuff that happens in this episode, it... It's the most boring thing I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, true. Uh, it's... The next one we watched is... Well, let's move on to the next one. Yeah, the next oh, one Oh, how many stars watched. do you give it out of five? The, um, which one? The uh, Swarm. Four and a half. You give it four and a half? I give it one. I find it boring. It has... Watching it feels like time is standing still. It has way too many problems. But, but... Not so many problems that you would <laughs> consider True. giving it True. giving it less than four and a half stars. True, maybe it deserves a two. I least. hate this episode. It's four a- and a- four and a half stars. <laughs> it deserves a one and a half. Okay, well said. Well, I've been tasked uh-huh. with, with talking about the other episode we watched, which is called Fantastic Mister Frum. Um, and, uh, if you aren't familiar, um, with Mr. Frump, uh, I don't know if he ever appeared in the Marvel comics. I would really like to look it up and see if Mr. Frump ever appears in any, uh, Marvel comics. Um, but anyway, uh, let me tell you what it's about. Uh, Dr. Doom, who we all know and love, is hanging out on the roof of the Latvian embassy, and he has just acquired, um, the fourth part of a, um, medallion. His manservant Boris, who uh, who dresses as what? I've been asked to smell a blanket. I don't know. I mean, I was co- I covered myself up with it last night and probably farted a lot. It's garbage. You think it smells like a cat? Yes, I think it smells like cat pee. All right. Well, Quinn thinks the cat who's not allowed in this room peed on. Oh, it's because some water fell on right here, and now it's not going. Oh, I see. So the the reveal, gonna... someone spilled water. I, I didn't but, spill. All right, can I finish talking about Fantastic Mr. Fine. Frank? So anyway, what I was trying to say about um, Dr. Doom's manservant, he dresses like a pimp for some reason. But anyway, uh, Boris gets him the fourth part of the medallion. Doom puts it together and, and, and using magic, uh, reads an incantation which sends a beam of light into the sky. Now when this beam returns, we're told... The beam will touch whoever is holding the medallion, and they will be the most powerful being on the planet. So let's uh, let's go to Spidey and the Spider Friends, which is what they call themselves. And they are on their way to a basketball game. I don't know if they're going to play basketball or just watch it. They uh, they do um, I, they presumably make it, but on the way there, they run into Mister Frump, who's being fired from his job at a uh, thrift store, and. Uh, and he's real. He's a real sad sack. And Peter Parker knows him because I guess he's an old friend of Aunt May's. Mister Frump's a real sad sack. He and he starts walking around New York, just uh, you know, jobless and and sad. So the either they've decided not to go to the basketball game or they've been to it and now they're on their way home. The super the Spider Friends, not the Super Friends, the Spider Friends decide to have a foot race. Uh, of course, all of them cheat. They all turn in. They all use their superpowers. And Spider-Man tries to take a shortcut, which is the worst defense. And he runs into Doctor Doom. They get into a tussle. They knock the medallion onto the street. You can probably guess what happens next. Yeah. Mister Frump gets his hands on it. 
Mr. Frump is hit with the beam as it comes back down from the heavens, and he becomes a superpowered being. And what are, Quinn, I think, had a great way to dis, to describe and kind of tell you what his superpowers actually are. Well, his superpowers. What do they remind you of? Well, at um, my dad and me. Well, I watched some of it. Well, he's been watching Umbrella Academy on Netflix, and it makes me think of the rumor uh-huh. who um who whenever she says something, the person does it. Right. So like, if he, he at one point. He at one point goes in and wants to get a job, right. and he, the person behind goes bug off, and he and he's like, <laughs> but on the sign it says bug off, and he's like, well you bug off. The person brings down their newspaper, and he has turned into a bug. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Which is, and I think that uh, that connection there uh, to the rumor is a good one. Uh, you know, Mr. Frump is pretty much the rumor, except that he's not pretty. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not the prettiest he's not the most attractive guy but yes he does say bug off and a guy turns into a bug how his powers decide that's how it should respond because he does tell someone to clam up at one point and that person don't jump in a lake yeah the clam the, when he says clam up the person turns into a uh, giant clam and when he says go jump in a lake like the rumor that was that's the most rumor like yeah the kids go and jump in a lake but he also reminded me of the guy from the simpsons who created the old um itchy cartoon i think his name was chester lampwick where he he um sues itchy and scratchy studios (laughs) quinn's leaving the podcast (laughs) um and makes a bunch of money and then uses it to buy a golden mansion and a bunch of like just stupid garbage and uh that's what mr frump uses his powers to um to make himself a uh, a uh, a carriage drawn by like six horses, and he makes like the town bullies his footmen. But then, then the as the episode goes on, and let me just say again, it's another twenty five minutes. It feels like seventy five yeah. days. Um, but, it's a lot but it is a lot more interesting because of Mister Frump, because he just starts using his powers to do all kinds of crazy stuff, it's like. Spider-Man. Yeah, like he creates he because uh, he hooks up with Doctor Doom finally, and Doctor Doom pretend you know kind of acts like he's his advisor and so um to to make a long story short under doom's influence (laughs) mr frump my favorite part is mr frump makes a um a roman coliseum he's he's taken he's taken the spider friend's powers away which for some reason means spider-man can't use his um web shooters which are not no, but, but I'm showing my nerd card here. That has nothing to do with his superpowers. Okay, he designed those, yes. But by that time, he has given them their powers. Oh, yeah, he gives them their powers back so they can fight in this Roman Colosseum, I guess, for his amusement. And he calls forth the world's most powerful warrior, <laughs> Genghis Khan. That's who they fight, Genghis <laughs> Khan. Even Doctor Doom, much like the people probably behind this cartoon, <laughs> when they got the script, went, what? What? We can do better than that. Genghis Khan is quickly dispatched and they bring on a Cyclops and Cerberus and, and all and, and then and then and then just randomly something Mr. Frump calls the weirdest creature in the world, which is like a big like bird squid made out of jello. Is that the impression you Quinn was doing a pretty good impression of the noise it was making? <laughs> yeah, it just does it sounds that. Sounds like a porg. Yeah, it's like, you know that. it does. It sounds like a porg. But it's not as cute as a porg. Yeah. You know that you have a shoulder porg? Mm-hmm. 
Would you wear a shoulder weirdest creature in the world? No. Oh, I actually would. Really? <laughs> I'd wear the new shoulder of Baby Yoda. Now you know what to send her for Christmas if yes! you're a fan of the podcast. Uh, who does he finally becomes? Um, oh man, he becomes a super, super Frump. Wonder Frump. No, it's Wonder, Wonder Frump. Frump. He becomes a superhero named Wonder, named Wonder Frump, Frump and uh, that's all I can say about this one. I give it two stars. <laughs> what do you think of that? Two and a half. Two and a half. I see. So, would you want to watch some more Spider Man? Or I'm <clears throat> pardon me. Spider-Man and his amazing friends. If they seem that long, then not really. Yeah, it's it really suffers from being old <laughs> and not good. Uh, look, me and Quinn, we're young people. Like we're we're. I'm nine. We got, he's forty. I'm sorry. What? I'm, so, I'm nine and he's forty. And I'm twenty-five. You're forty-one. And our 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 attention spans are like this. We need constant constant action. So. uh you're just not doing it for me, Spider-Man and, and his amazing friends. Sorry. Uh, we're going to take a break now and then quickly get to the Muppet question of the week. Hey, welcome back. Support that company. Um, but <laughs> I, almost, I considered almost um, foregoing this week's Muppet question of the week. And instead asking a question that Quinn asked at breakfast this morning. I know the answer. And I just I just wanted to pose this question. Uh, I decided against it. We're going to do the Muppet Question of the Week. But Quinn asked this morning, and I quote, I wrote it down. When babies come to life, are they wearing clothes? And uh, what, <laughs> what did we determine? No. Right. We determined no. And that when babies come to life, what you meant was when they were delivered. Yes. Yes, and I said, no, you don't develop clothes in the womb. Uh, you come out naked, and that's why when you are naked, sometimes people will call it what? Your birthday suit. Your birthday suit. So we actually answered that question at breakfast, but I did consider for a moment um, asking that here on the podcast, uh, that if when babies come to life, <laughs> are they wearing clothes? Instead, we're going to stick with our theme. Uh, this week's Muppet Question of the Week comes from My Brain. And it's basically asking this. It's two two parter. The first part is this: Which Muppet would you be absolutely surprised if you found out they were secretly a supervillain? And I'll answer first. The Muppet that came to my mind immediately to answer that question: I would be so surprised if I found out that Super Grover was a bad guy because he, you know, he does such so many good things for the community as Super Grover. Uh, he's a stand-up guy, honest and true. And if he was doing some shady business on the side, uh, you know, robbing people or stealing, I don't know, diamonds or holding entire nations for ransom, I would find that very disheartening. So Super Grover's my answer. Quinn? Question? Quinn has a question about the question. Can I get, can I have two answers? You can absolutely have two answers. Cool. So who would you be surprised to find oh, out is a favorite. secret supervillain? Either Summer, she's a purple penguin from Muppet Babies. Okay. Because she loves to paint, she's fun-loving, she loves to sing and stuff like that. And then Big Bird. Ah, Big Bird. Because Big Bird is just, he's just always like super happy and fun and like. Yeah, and, and, and 
you tell me if I'm off base with Big Bird. He seems too dumb to be a supervillain. True. As much as we, as much as we don't want to um, enjoy supervillains because they're bad, uh, you know we have to admit a lot of them are very smart. And uh, I can't describe what's happening right now in the podcast recording booth, but it's very disturbing. Um, that's fine. <laughs> Why We'll turn on the fan when we're done. I'm sorry. We can't have... This is a very professionally run podcast. I mean, we're using this uh, these wonderful mics. Um, I've got all this equipment going, so... Uh, <laughs> we can't destroy it with a stupid fan. The fan will just ruin everything. But it, the, immediately when I say goodbye, crank that fan onto 11 and cool yourself down. The second question is this. Which Muppet would you be not at all surprised to find out is a supervillain? Um... This came straight to my mind, too. Uh, are you familiar with the Muppet Bean Bunny? No. He's very charming. He's very sweet. And it's very obviously an act. He is an evil, evil person, an evil rabbit, and he must be stopped uh, at all costs. Who would you not be surprised to find out was a dastardly supervillain? The Count. The Count. And why is that? Because he's a vampire. Yes, and vampires are evil and suck people's blood. You gotta got imagine, what is the Count doing when he's not sitting around in the castle counting? He's probably murdering people. Turning people into creatures of the night. Well, the podcast is over. Quinn has walked away. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still here! Quinn, you, you know it's time to wrap it up when Quinn gets distracted and walks away. But we want to thank you for tuning in for the second episode of Matt and Quinn Watch a Thing. Um, uh, oh, you can write to us now at... Hey, Matt and Q at gmail.com. Give us a Muppet question. Let us know what you think of Spider-Man and his amazing friends. One more time. Hey, Matt and Q at gmail.com. Very good. Well, this is Matt for Quinn saying thank you for listening. Come back next time. And Quinn, turn that fan on, baby. Yeah! Let's get, turn it on high. Turn it on the highest it goes. Here it goes. This is what it would do to the sound if we turned it on. talk into it and say goodbye goodbye this is robot matt goodbye robot robot quinn let us go downstairs and have some oil to drink yes and perhaps eat some metal screws and microchips yes we are robots after all and very hungry yes then we will kill and or enslave mankind yeah all right thanks for listening to the podcast bye Bye! Beep boop, beep boop. <laughs> you can push the button to stop.